Welcome to Something Blue, wedding planning with the 21st century bride and groom. My name is Aaron. I'm the bride. My name is Maxwell. I'm the groom. Today marks 413 days until our wedding day. These are our personal opinions and experiences. This is not a commentary on anyone else's choices in their wedding planning process or marriage. That's just a disclaimer for you. <laughs> you like flip-flopped that. I you did. Said, I'm going to I'm going to vary it today. <laughs> um, there needs to be some variance. <laughs> it's a disclaimer it's like at the you know it's the side effects on the medication yeah no it's for legal purposes maxwell (laughs) no i'm just kidding oh by the way you do you bitch (laughs) (laughs) oh is that is that why you had to comment because i threw off your groove you threw off my my emperor's groove (laughs) the emperor being me it's very late i'm so (laughs) let's get into it we're gonna start with a a uh, little check-in. How are you feeling? I'm feeling tired. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've, I honestly, I'm so exhausted, like very physically and, and mentally and emotionally and, and spiritually. And Oh, why is that? Um, well, today was officially day three of my contract with my district mm-hmm. as a theater teacher, high school theater teacher. Um, and, I, I talked about it on the pod a couple episodes ago, you know, just like talking about how excited I was about the and still am about the position. Um, but we're really getting into like the nitty gritty of like I'm being introduced to the faculty and the site and like learning all of the uh, programs. And like um, my biggest worry right now is like getting my classroom set up and like decorated and all ready for students because like right now there's just like. A, a culmination of all of the stress purchasing that I've been doing for the past month and a half sitting in the center of my classroom floor <laughs> just sitting there um and I have like yet to even touch it or or do anything with it so um yeah uh, and okay. yeah a little uh, bit at a time. oh my god and it's such a it's such a big facility because like <laughs> not only am I not only is it my classroom but there's like dressing rooms in my classroom and like there's a, I have I have a bathroom. You I have, have your my own, own bathroom. Bathroom. <laughs> Th- honestly, like I can't even like there's no complaints anymore cuz like that's just period under yeah. the sentence I have my own bathroom. Um but it's also like attached to the theater and I'm responsible for like not solely responsible but like that is my facility and um so it's just like, you know, have to learn how to use it and yeah. learn how to maintain, uh, it, maintain and it i have to plan a whole curriculum and i have to get ready for children and i'm just it's so overwhelming and um i was telling max before we got started um i i as overwhelmed as i am i feel ready like i i don't feel ready um but i feel like i am okay like yeah like I'm ready to not be ready in this instance and then like get ready. Like that makes no sense. But I feel like it also applies to wedding planning, right? Cause like you plan and you plan and you plan and then mm-hmm. you, it's the day and you like, you're ready as in like, you're going to get married and you know you want to, but you're also not ready. Cause you ha- <laughs> like, haven't physically done it yet. You have not hosted a wedding until you have your wedding. You know what right. I mean? And it's it, like you've, you've never done it before. Right. Well, I mean, right. you've never done it before. Yeah. So, like, my <laughs> that was a self burn. I almost blew right past that. Good job. Well, I wasn't even talking about me. I was just talking about most people. I've never had a wedding before. Oh well, that's very true. But you know, the <laughs> marital part. But the um, thing, the, the fact that you went straight to, <laughs> ha ha. To me, it's it's um 
It's cute. Yeah. I think it's cute. But that's kind of how I feel right now. Like, you know, like I know that I am a good educator. I know that I'm qualified to do what I'm going to do, um, but I haven't done it yet. And yeah. so like it's that like so I'm like waiting pre- at yeah, the altar. <laughs> yeah. You're as prepared as you can possibly be. And the reason that you like still consider yourself not ready is because you have not experienced it yet. Yes. So you don't know what you're doing until you yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Not that. I mean, like I've taught in many situations before but it's never been my own class and my own like and it's just yeah and then with this huge facility and like because not only am i like running all the classes like i am the theater teacher like the only one but then i'm like the um i i i'm the director too so like i have a whole after school program and all like the club and the the everything it's just it's a lot and a lot of information is thrown at me but you know what i'm like taking it for the team i you would be so proud of me today i was so social like i was so i went out of my way out of my comfort zone to like introduce myself to people to like ask questions and just i was so proud of myself (laughs) and then i went back in my classroom and i cried for a little bit and then i went back out and i did it again um not the crying the the um, oh yeah (laughs) the interacting (laughs) um but yeah, so that's um, that's how it's gonna be uh, for the next forever. Um, I'm really excited about it, but I am extremely tired. Yeah, and we're most likely going to be recording um, episodes at night now. Yeah, <laughs> after I've had a long day. Yeah. So uh, prepare yourself for a lot of tea about teenagers <laughs> and dramatic teenagers, and um, just a little bit of loopiness from uh, from from me. Hey, I think that you know the podcast is evolving this is what we're gonna be doing now mm-hmm. we're we're now gonna reach into the realm of our loopy selves and and really <laughs> the audience is gonna get to know us personally yeah you know absolutely how are you doing <laughs> <clears throat> well um i'm i'm doing okay there has been so i'm, I'm very close to graduating uh-huh. which means that once i am done with school uh I don't have anything to do. <laughs> so we're the opposite track so, right now. So yeah. So what I'm trying to do is find something to do. Mm-hmm. And I've I've gone out and kind of cast my net out, and I've got a couple nibbles. That's exciting. And we love a nibble. So so I may, you know, have some things lined up. Um, there are there's like one thing that's like in the can for sure i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. um and then the rest is you know we're just waiting on confirmation but it's exciting to like be in the realm of i have options yeah you know so i'm feeling i'm feeling all right i'm so proud of you yeah yeah like the closer you get to graduation um and again we talked about this a little bit on another episode um on our last check-in i think but it's even more true now, like with, like you said, your nibbles and how you are doing the same thing. You're putting yourself out there. You're going out of your comfort zone. And like, this is such a period of growth for the both of us. And like you specifically, like you've just like, you like you've come so far and I'm just, I'm yeah. so excited for you. And this is like such a huge undertaking and like to do this with like, you know, a lot of people not understanding it or like, you know, you maybe not feeling like you had um, a whole lot of support or like, you know, belief um, yeah. from 
who was supposed to be your support system and you know like even me at times being like oh are you sure like you know um I it's just it's so awesome to see you like follow your instincts to hone your craft and to like really pursue something that like you are passionate about and to see what has come of that and how you have grown as a person because of that and And like it's great yeah and to like reach you know reach out and to put myself out there that was I know like a year ago um something happened where I was given an opportunity I had like had a moment and I had an opportunity to advocate for myself as a filmmaker and say you know you know, to try to make a connection, get a potential job in the future. And, um, I, my whole body was shaking and I went and I did it. And although nothing came of that, you know, as of yet, you know, nothing came of that connection. I still like, it was, it was a big moment for me to Mm -hmm. just be able to, to like advocate for that. Like, this is what I want to do. And if I want to do this, I gotta, you know, I gotta put myself out there. Yeah. And, um, I think now like, half of these connections that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that I, I've cast my net, you know, that, that was me seeking that. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't waiting for people to find me. I was putting my name in people's contact list. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that that's not something I would have done even a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty, uh, uh, now that I think about it and now that I kind of see it, I'm, I'm kind of amazed actually Yay. with myself that i i because i remember how terrifying it was before yeah and you know. that's all that you can ask you know so we're doing we're doing just fine <laughs> we're doing a good job um <laughs> so yeah this has just become a podcast about max and aaron talking about we're doing okay yeah we're just letting you guys know we're okay <laughs> um so we are, I, I'm really excited about this episode. I've been wanting to talk about it for a while. Um, we are going to talk today about the concept of love languages um, and just kind of like the different love languages. Um, we're going to talk all about like the doctor who developed it and we'll just look at their concepts and how love languages can translate into wedding planning and um just I I think in general because like I do want to focus on weddings obviously we're a wedding planning podcast but like the the way that you shape your relationship and the way that you understand your partner is going to make everything easier including wedding planning and including host wedding you know like because we don't want to get you to the wedding we want to get you to the wedding and through and into marriage. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's and that's our goal. And it, this is like a lifelong concept. Now there are lots of concepts. Um, and some, I, I understand that a lot of like, uh, concepts, even like developed by doctors and stuff, it can kind of seem like a fad or it can kind of seem like, Oh, well that was just something people, people like to just put labels on things. Like Max has certain thoughts about Zodiac signs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that like, like anything it serves its purpose it has like its um meanings and values but it's also what you make of it and um i think love languages is the same way but it's rooted in really interesting behavioral science um and i i'm a huge advocate for it um and a lot of people that i know are as well because it helps you understand your partner yeah you know um so love languages uh just what are love languages what's be they <laughs> oh my god 
Um, so it is a way that um, different people with different personalities give and receive love. Uh, and so by learning to recognize these preferences um, in yourself and your loved one, you can learn to identify the root of the, your conflicts. You can connect better. You can communicate better. And you guys can grow closer. And you are able to feel most loved and f- fulfilled because you are being loved and showing love and giving and receiving all of the love in the most successful ways for you specifically. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I think like it's, it's super insightful so that nobody feels left out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. We know how each other operates on a better level. And this concept, like so there are five love languages um, as coined by uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. So, um, this uh, doctor is uh, an author, speaker, and counselor, and obviously, like we're not, <laughs> we're not being paid to promote any of yeah. this. Um, but uh, he did. He just wrote a really good book, and now it's a really good concept, and we support it. And yeah. um, but it is uh, the five love languages is a book. That's how it originated, and with like a lot of studies that he had done. Um, and I believe it's been a New York Times bestseller since 2007. So this is a relatively mm-hmm. new concept. Um, but it is not uh brand new right um so the five love languages what are they maxwell so we have uh words of affirmation Mm -hmm. um physical touch receiving gifts quality time and acts of service so what those mean really like it's just your your means of communicating love so like for words of affirmation um that could be you know encouraging each other um appreciating one another showing each other you know empathy actively listening to one another Mm -hmm. that is how you can communicate love through that realm of words of affirmation right and self-affirmations are a thing too so Mm -hmm. self-affirmations are something i is encouraged like in education and raising kids very like i am smart i am capable i am loved so then doing that with your partner if you are smart you are capable i and then that is not only telling that person that that's how you know you're affirming that to them but you're also communicating that you validate that in them that that's what you see in them and um yeah so that's like a that's a big love language Mm -hmm. yeah um and and love languages are not just for partners there's love languages from parents to children and from just people to themselves yeah and so all of these even if you are not i mean like if you're listening to a wedding planning podcast and you're not in a relationship good for you Mm -hmm. proud of you getting in there early (laughs) um (laughs) but uh if you know it's not just for couples and it it is absolutely a parenting tool as well you will observe it uh in a like a you know, parent child relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, uh, so the next one, physical touch, that's mm-hmm. a very strong love language for me. Yeah. Um, growing up, you know, uh, lots of hugs and kisses from family, mm-hmm. like as a kid, like that's how I knew, that's how I communicated love. If I, you know, go to a family party, I hugged everyone I saw because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I know this person. I want to express that I'm happy to see them. Mm-hmm. And so I'd give them a hug. That's like, that's the thing. It does. It's not strictly by romantic relationships. It's how you express love through anybody. Yeah. You know, even our friend group, you know, our, our friends, I give them all big hugs. Yeah. And I'm like the weirdest looking guy to receive hugs from, what? you know, like, why would you say that? Like, what is this giant man coming over to me for? Oh my God. Oh. Well, you do kind of waddle over when you ask for a hug specifically. 
I, like you kind of you kind of like walk on your heels <laughs> a little bit when you <laughs> ask for hugs. No, no, but like it's very like um robotic in the way mm. that it's very like you know the toy <laughs> Santa and Santa Claus too. That's that's you. That's you. Yeah. Your your toy Like uh, I said, it it, Tim it, Allen. it it just looks really weird, you know. <laughs> you got this plastic Tim Allen coming at you. Um so so there's physical touch which yeah. which is not just, you know, uh sexual yeah. but it's, it's nonverbal. That's it's, how it's yeah, categorized. Yeah, any nonverbal. So like when you're talking to somebody and you're you, know, you put your hand on their shoulder, mm-hmm. you know. Um or you touch their hand or, touch or their hand rub. Or like, I think one of the most intimate things is if you're like touching hands with someone and you rub their, th- your thumb slightly mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. It's like that kind of like soothing yeah. touch. When somebody's feeling down and you rub their back, that is, mm-hmm. it's, it's it, these little tiny things that you don't even really think about. Yeah. This is, that's what this is. It falls under this category yeah. of physical touch. I um, do receive physical touch in a very specific way. <laughs> um, also because of how I grew up um, when I was little and I was sick, my mom would tickle, tickle me. So she would like trace her fingers up and down on my arm. It's just the lightest touch mm-hmm. from your finger from yeah. my fingertips or her fingertips yeah. to your skin. Yeah. And it is like so soothing and like, like, <laughs> So I'll, I'll like make Max do it. I'm like tickle yeah. tickle me, like because I'm like stressed or yeah. whatever, or like if like my eczema is flaring up and I'm like trying to scratch it, and he's like no, and I'll be like well then tickle tickle <laughs> me, <laughs> distract me. That's what I said. Yeah. And I'm not a huge physical touch person, but again, that's like a, a way that I was soothed when I was little, mm-hmm. and so that's like very specific. Well, and that's something that's interesting too. Yeah, is that our love languages because we've taken this test several times we're going to do it again uh for you today mm-hmm. um it changes yeah uh, over the course of like you have become much more physically affectionate in general yeah uh, since being with me mm-hmm. you know and more specifically towards you like i kind of i've noticed i start to crave that physical like the, the physical showing of love towards you whereas before i was like like this is silly or like yeah. you know i i felt like awkward about it because that was not ever how i received love in the past um and now like i almost crave it because i want to feel loved by you and that's how i understand that you express love i don't know if you realize this but it used to be that when we were over at your parents house or something you know when we were dating before we moved in together before we got engaged um it's up until very recently Whenever we were at, with your family and I wanted to show you affection, you would push me away. You would yeah. be like, don't do that. Yeah. I mean, I still kind of do. <laughs> but no, but you're very much more now. Now, I mean, now that we're in Gagad, uh, you're very much more accepting of it around you other people. You can't say that on the pod. You can't expose us like that on the pod and say what? in Gogged. You <laughs> Max and I are developing our own weird language where it's basically lazy speaking and um <laughs> that's one of them. Like when I say married instead of married or like in, yeah, in Gogged, it's so so stupid. So <laughs> It's so dumb. It's wonderful and it's beautiful. But yes, don't hate it I, in public <laughs> and then love it in the dark. I, <laughs> How dare gross. you? I used to do that. Yes, I feel like I still do. Um, but I also feel like you are more comfortable around my family as well. And so 
I, I, I do feel like you are less apt to show me that physical affection around them. One, just because we're, we have our own house. We like, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like you can give me a hug and give me a kiss. Like when we're at home. Um, right. also I used to bug you about it. Cause I'm like, especially when we like first moved in and we like, I, I wasn't used to like the close quarters. And so like, like I was used to like my parents' house where it's like, they're spaced out. This is a house. It's a house. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like in this like little space with you and Ab and like, we would go over to my parents' house and you would sit right next to me <laughs> or you would like be touching my back. Go! we have so much space right now like don't sit right next to me and that's just mean but that's also you know just a space issue because i'm still not a super huge Mm -hmm. physical touch like person um and i think your family like definitely picks up on it a little bit Mm -hmm. because they are just it's very different when we go over there Mm -hmm. like everyone's like hello and i'm like oh hi like and i just my body like tenses up Cause I just don't, I just don't want to like, I don't want to, like, yeah. it has nothing to do with how much I care about them or how much I love them. It's just, that is just not how I express love it normally. Yeah. No, it's fine. The, it It's weird <laughs> with my family. It's half and half. Like really? that one half is like all hugs. The other half is like, don't touch me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my family's kind of like that too, but it's like more like specific people. And I think that like, because Love languages vary from person to person. Mm -hmm. And although you will see patterns and a lot of times somebody's love language is what they did not receive as children. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. So like if you were deprived of physical touch as a child or you felt like physical touch might have been your only form of, um, you know, communication communication with, with love, then you are apt to show that love Mm -hmm. language more. Um, so if you were like kind of, uh, like what was the words of affirmation? If your um the people that raised you did not like value you or um Encourage you know affirm you. you, yeah, then um you are more likely to crave that from to your from others. Yeah, not just romantic relationships, but ro- relationships in general, mm-hmm. and um even like in a uh, in your career, um you are most like y- you're most likely going to feel successful in the way that you did not feel successful uh, developing as a child. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. Yeah. So it's basically all or nothing. Like if you didn't receive any of that, that's most likely your, your, um, your dominant love language. Or if you received only that, then it's your dominant love language because that is the only way you understood love. So it's, it's really interesting back and forth, but. So that's words of affirmation and physical touch. And we have receiving gifts. Obviously that's, that one seems pretty, you know, uh, on the nose but there are other uh parts to that i think it's really more nuanced than that though i don't think it's just gifts because like the way it's described is thoughtfulness yeah Yeah. it it sounds like cut and dry but it really isn't so there's you like yeah like you're about to say thoughtfulness um making your spouse or your you know friend or whomever or your child a priority um and then it says speak purposefully what do you think that Mean. so i think it's like being like not being honest but like speaking with purpose in in so much of like expressing your gratitude okay so like um let's say that i were to because i very much um my my giving love language the way i show love is very much through gifts yeah 
very Absolutely. much so. Um, and it's just like a, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. I, I know why, because my parents are both like that. Yeah. My parents are yeah. wonderful <laughs> gift givers. They always get way too much for everyone. They are, my parents are way too generous. Right. Um, and you could look at that as like, okay, well, what did they have and not have as children, whatever. Um, I try not to psychoanalyze them like that because <laughs> I know yeah. it upset them. But, um, <laughs> but I do know that growing up, that is that is a way that I received love for sure. Like it was not the only way, um, but that is how they showed their love is by um, like not only giving gifts and, um, you know, making us a priority, but also with like expressing gratitude when we did that. And I, I get so much validation from that gratitude when I give a gift like the rea when, when you say, oh, I just love giving gifts. What you mean is like you love the reaction of that person when there's a physical manifestation of your thought. Yeah. Like if I see something and I thought of you and I get it and I buy it and I wrap it up or I make it, it doesn't have to cost any money. It doesn't have to cost anything but time. Right. Um, and that's what like this, this is very, very, very similar to quality time. Um, gifts is essentially just a physical manifestation of time. Um, and I think the biggest factor is we were not spending quality time together in most instances, or I was not directly influencing you in that moment. However, you were thinking of me. Yeah. You care about me enough. You love me enough to know something about me. Right. Um, take actions to like get a gift together in whatever form and then give it to me. And then, um, and then you can receive that love by receiving love in the way of giving gifts if um you enjoy that gratitude that's given yeah and i was looking for a word um and uh, the initial word that i was going to use was bless but that has like religious undertones and i know you don't really care for that but um giving gifts and the ability to um like bestow something on somebody i knew you were gonna say bestow well i've looked up a bunch of synonyms and <laughs> you looked up <laughs> synonyms <laughs> that's awesome i do that constantly to, so you're to fine. bestow to give to donate to favor to endow to grant you know yeah whatever it be yeah um, i think the, the feeling it's best capsule in you know mm-hmm. best understood with blessing somebody with something yeah you know and and having the the ability and the and the power to do that yeah um makes you feel good you know mm-hmm. uh, being charitable you know whatever yeah you want to call it and i think that like <laughs> i think people have a common misconception when you say oh my love language is pr- primarily gift giving or gift receiving they think oh you're materialistic oh you're just you've got expensive taste or no, oh yeah. you just like getting things or you're selfish because a gift could be like anything a gift could be a pine mm-hmm. cone that you found on the floor yeah. you know that you're like yes like I saw this. I think it's really cool. It made me think of you. I put googly eyes on it. Mm -hmm. I really think that this is one of the most complex um, love languages just because it's not as direct and it pulls in so many other aspects of a relationship in order to even like participate in it Mm -hmm. because you have to you have to recall and remember like pieces of your person Mm -hmm. or even pieces of yourself, pieces of your child. Um, And you have to then, like I said, physically manifest or like take initiative to participate in whatever it is that they care about um it could be something uh like you know that like let's say 
Max just was really not having it with RuPaul's Drag Race, right? This is fictional because he <laughs> loves Drag Race. Uh, I was actually telling Van today that we both watched Drag Race and oh they were God. like, whoa, really? And I was like, That's yeah. Funny. We were talking about All Star 6. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, they said justice for Jan. Uh, anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so. Sure, Dan. Yeah, so like, let's say that Max didn't care for Drag Race or just never really gave it a chance, right? And I watch it all the time, and I've maybe expressed, or maybe I haven't expressed that, you know, I would like him to watch it with me. Um, but, you know, it's like, it just, it's not his style, it's not his flavor, whatever. Um, if Max were to, like, turn on the TV and have RuPaul's Drag Race playing and sit down and watch it, while I think you could categorize that in quality time, I think that it's even more so a gift because I know you're not nece- it's not necessarily for you. Right. It's, it's for, for me. You. And yeah. it's like and and then if you are an active participant in it, right? It does not have to be literally any you don't have to spend any money. You, it doesn't even have no, to be something no, physical. Yeah. No single action is just one of these things Mm -hmm. you know like you said that action could be considered quality time and receiving gifts yeah you know uh it it, it, you know or even an act of service if you're like i am doing this for you you know cuddling quality time and physical touch you know Mm -hmm. it's you know yeah yeah so there are so many things at play where um but i do think that gifts is the one that gets a bad rap because you are like categories as selfish or whatever but i really do think that it is one of the love languages that incorporates the most um, elements of thoughtfulness in yeah. a relationship. Um, and I, I just, I, I looked at it more and more as I've discovered that that's how I, I like primarily show my love. Yeah. Um, because it, it really is like, and then I look around like our room or our house, or I, I think about things. It's like, this was something really, really small that was kept and this was a gift or this is something that I cherish. And I think that's it too. It's the little things that are cherished in the relationship that are, um, you know, like taken care of in, in that way. The next one is pretty cut and dry. It's quality time. Yeah. It's like plain and simple. It's uninterrupted, focused conversations, one-on-one time. Like, I think it is the most straightforward, but it's also one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. And the keyword being focused and mm-hmm. uninterrupted. You yes. Know? Because, like, we can spend all day sitting on the couch together but if you're doing one thing and i'm doing another and our brains are elsewhere yeah that it like we physically spent time in the same space right but we haven't really spent quality time together yeah like in engaged conversation Mm -hmm. or like participating in the same activity and it doesn't have to be engaging activity you could passively be watching the same thing yeah um but just going to the movies is a great date yeah not because it because people are like, well, you're going to the movies. You're not really interacting. You're not really learning about each other. But you're experiencing something together. Yeah. And there, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's its own thing, yeah. you know? And, and especially if your love language is, is quality time, like mine mm-hmm. is. My primary love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm happy. Matt, one of our favorite things to do is just walk around somewhere and just see what there is to see. And experiencing that together is like one of my favorite things. Like, um, you know, my my parents, particularly my father, will make fun of me because he's like, why are you going here? There's nothing to do or there's <laughs> nothing to whatever. And for him, it's very much like I need to be actively engaged if I'm going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's like 
yeah, I just, just I just want to see. Time. Yeah, I just like being there, and I just like having that time with you. Yeah. Yeah, we did a five day road trip where most of our time was spent driving. Yeah. Uh, and we had a blast. Mm-hmm. Because it it's really those fun. moments. It's it was, those yeah. Those little conversations or those little like events that happen that you are there together, and that's something that you can always recall. That's that's something that you'll always have together, and like, um, just even taking walks, doing small things. Um, getaways are huge, obviously vacations and things like that. But, um, I find that even just like, even having dinner together, um, participating in, in the same like meal is even big. And there was a, a couple weeks ago, you and I were having dinner at a restaurant and, um, like, and, and we'll both do this. We're both guilty of it. Everybody's guilty of it now. Um, but like being on your phone. Yeah. I think this is one of the, like, pillars of quality time is being on your phone while being with your partner and i was kind of like just looking at you in and every, waiting <laughs> in every lifetime movie where mm-hmm. there's trouble in the marriage it's yeah. always they're having dinner and then and oh, oh i gotta phone. i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta take this call and like there's of course sometimes you have important calls or like there's <laughs> emails like i mean when i'm like going through this job stuff and i'm like oh hold on one second i have to answer this email or whatever like it's important yeah um, and that's completely valid, but when it's like, oh, what are you doing? Just scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And it's like, okay, like, can we, can we be together? And I remember you specifically, and we talked about this, like, it's not, there's no beef, right? but you were like, I mean, we're here, like what? And I'm like, yeah, but you're not really like here. You're not really present with me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's a simple act where it's like, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't have to have anything to say to me. Um, but let's just like experience this meal together. Like, let's just be in the same moment, be in the same mind yeah. set, not the same mind. That's bad. <laughs> we can be in the no. same No, <laughs> no. And then the last one is acts of service. Um, you know, just helping out, uh, letting your partner know that you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the suggested actions to take is to do chores together. Mm-hmm. Um, my, yeah. My therapist said I should let you do dishes with me. I said no um but that's a very specific <laughs> case um we'll do the laundry together that's fine. yeah well yeah we share a lot and that, that's it it's the sharing of responsibilities and then so you have to like you should share responsibilities mm-hmm. right yeah. we are in the 21st century we're planning a 21st century wedding um you should be sharing responsibilities now sometimes it's not always going to be 50 50 just like love languages you're not always going to be giving and receiving 50 percent of the yeah. time Um, When you have something going on and your focus is elsewhere, you might only take on 40 or even 30 percent of maybe the household responsibilities or even the emotional like, you know, Mm -hmm. the emotional responsibilities, the responsibilities with the kid. And then your partner picks that up. And those acts of service are, hey, I recognize these are your responsibilities and I recognize that me helping you get this done or me doing this for you is going to relieve you of certain stress. And that is a huge, huge love language for people. I was just talking to Van, like I said, um, a friend of ours who is also a teacher at at my school. um, And they were saying that uh, their love language is acts of service. Absolutely. And they were talking about it with their boyfriend and um, they were just like, you know, um, this is how I receive love and we're like moving in together and it's just like we're really learning like how each other works and 
um it was really interesting to like with my coworkers and stuff have a conversation today about love languages and just kind of how we give and receive love because that was really cool to know okay these are my coworkers. this is my department like i know that if i give them gifts they will receive it well now because we yeah. had this conversation and i know that um you know uh if i tell van hey you did a great job. Thank you for helping me out. That's going to make them feel valued in the workspace because I know that's how they receive love and, and how they like perceive success. Yeah. And, um, you know, whereas like, uh, my, my other coworker is very much quality time and physical touch. So it's like, all right, we created a handshake or like, you know, we're gonna, um, like we had plans like a department day and we were like, okay, we'll be partners, you know, and it's like, (laughs) it's really cool. And it's helping me develop those relationships too, because I'm learning about their love languages. And it's, it's, really really fascinating to me it's interesting you bring that up about like workplaces and stuff because um certain workplaces uh just by nature of what they are um are not environments that are are great for certain love languages well yes absolutely so like for example um you know uh the the military is a very uh, cold and unforgiving place (laughs) and people are are not very great towards one another um, and so my love language being physical touch, you know, there was not a lot of encouragement and not a lot of like, if I was having a really shit day or if I was, uh, you know, under an audit and I was stressing out, um, all I really need is for someone to come over and pat me on the back mm-hmm. and tell me it's going to be all right. Yeah. You know, I don't need, I don't need much. I just need that. Right. And I found that the people that I worked the best with were the ones that knew that mm-hmm. and were willing to give that. Yeah. You know, um, which in the military is few and far between. So, like, it's important to understand yourself in this way as it relates to your workplace as well. Yeah. And you honestly, know? like we said, your friendships, your yeah. children, your family, um, because then, like, You may not feel loved in that moment, but that doesn't mean that you aren't loved. It means that the you and the person you're interacting with give and receive love in different ways right now. And taking a step to understand that if you and your partner have different love languages, right? Um, And let's say like, uh, for example, with us, I am not a huge uh, physical person and Max is. Um, But maybe I'm huge on on words of affirmation and Max just isn't really used to that because he was in the military and was like, (laughs) "Ah, I just, you know, Um, some people are of the mindset that's like, uh, if I don't say anything, it means you're doing a good job. You know, if you if you if I say something, it's because you're doing it wrong. And that that's not how some people. Exactly. Yeah. And so so if we are in a relationship and that's our dynamic, right, Um, we would sit down and have a conversation like, hey, I, I show love with physical touch. And so. I would need to actively choose to um, accept a little bit more. And it like, don't, you know, don't let people walk all over you. Um, But making the conscious choice to be like, he's not trying to be overbearing. He's not trying to, you know, like do anything other than show his love. And as soon as you know how someone shows their love, you will look for it. Yeah. Like it's, it's very clear. 
Um, and when we say physical touch, like obviously, um, in the workplace, in most cases, it's not appropriate. Right. Um, and just like to respect, to respect people, like, don't just yeah. be like, Oh, I, I, I'm showing you love. It's like, no, 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 no. You're like, you're going to respect people's boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Um, but talking about but your like love I languages, said, just a pat on the back, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, but talking about your love languages and, and recognizing that in one another, um, you're going to, you're going to start to look for it and you're going to start to really like crave it in a, in a, in a way because you love this person and you want to be loved the way that they show love and you want to give love the way that they receive it. Um, and so, you know, like being a little more physically affectionate or if I was just like, yeah, I know that's how you work, but it makes me feel good when you tell me that I did a good job, you know, or I feel valued when you put the phone down when we eat dinner, you know, you know, like stuff like that, where it's like, you didn't see it as a big issue, but I had communicated, Hey, this is like something that's important to me. And even just that step of recognizing your partner's love language, goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, and being able to be like, okay, yeah, because even though I don't receive it that way or I don't perceive it that way, it doesn't mean it's not valid to this person's experience. Um, and like we said, it really does go back to how you were raised. Uh, if I'm going to tap into my therapy for a little bit, <laughs> if you're talking to your inner child and, um, you're really like asking yourself, like, how, how was I shown love? If, if I was shown love, uh, because unfortunately not everybody has felt super loved, uh, growing up. Um, and, uh, mom, I don't feel that way. So don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but looking back and just being like, okay, how, how did my parents or my guardians show me love? Um, how did I receive it? Like, did I respond well to it? Yeah. You know, um, or was I, you, you know, maybe do I not feel loved because me and my parents had different love languages and they didn't know how to express their love to me in a successful way. Yeah. Um, we are noticing very much that Abby's love language is absolutely the way that she gives love is through words of affirmation. <laughs> Abby will compliment you until like she has scanned your entire body. She'd be like, I love your hair. I love your eyes. Your makeup looks amazing. Your smile. Incredible. I love that shirt. I love the pants. I'm sure I love the underwear underneath. Like she's just like, <laughs> she will list everything. Um, but then the way that she receives love is quality time. Like yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, because then like, I mean, even though she really does fish for words of affirmation as well, because she'll be like, I like your shirt. And I'm like, thanks sweetie. And she was like, do you like mine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I bought it. Like yeah. you're welcome. And that's me showing her how I show love. Yeah. It's like, I bought you that. <laughs> like, um, so it's really interesting. Like how, these love languages manifest even in, in everyday interactions. Yeah. And just like any one interaction is not just w under one category, uh, the way you give and receive, you know, it could be different, but then you also, you know, could receive in multiple different ways. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. you know yeah and and maybe not receptive in multiple different ways and most people really are uh, a combination of multiple if not all of the love languages yeah. like really i can appreciate any one of these five yeah, things absolutely um but it's the percentage of time uh and and honestly i do think it it depends on situation too you know yeah like if i'm in a really stressed out time like max has been really into acts of service with me lately because i'm so stressed out yeah and um like today you were such a superstar i texted you uh because you were bringing me lunch which in and of itself was wonderful right mm -hmm. um and that like was kind of combination of acts of service and a gift because i was like oh you don't have to but you're like i right. want to da, da, da. um 
And then uh, I was like, hey, can you pick up this for my classroom on the way? And you were like, I already grabbed it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and that just that feeling of like, oh, wow. Like that was wonderful. And we had had a conversation about it. I was like, all right, Abby's coming home. Like I'm starting this job. Like I'm feeling super, super overwhelmed. And I, I definitely noticed that you have taken it upon yourself to like, mm-hmm. to, to d- like take on more of those responsibilities. And that's just something that like, you, it, it is, it's so noticeable and yeah. it is so appreciated. And, um, and I do, I do genuinely feel loved. And my coworkers were making fun of me because they were like, Oh, well, you can eat lunch with Max because he loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. What, what is, what I know. You, yeah. You, you losers with your leftovers. That? You're heating up in my microwave. <laughs> you dorks. I no, I'm just kidding. I'm really excited about these coworkers. They're wonderful. Um, That's funny. <laughs> so when it comes to planning your wedding, um, love languages actually do have a really big role, right? Um, and the whole concept of love languages in general, um, you know, while while you want to say that kind of like treat others the way that you want to be treated, um, it's not necessarily a great principle. Uh, and that's why we talk <laughs> about these love languages because I like want to be hugged. Said, Some people don't want to be hugged. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that you are not loved or yeah. that they, d- that, you know, you are not allowed to express your love and, or that they do not love you. Yeah. Um, it is just that, um, you know, while we all want to be like kind and polite and good to each other, um, receiving love and receiving kindness and, um, it, it just varies. Right. And the same goes for your friends, family, future family, spouse, all of that on your wedding day, as well as the time leading up to it. Right. Because like we always talk about, and like we said earlier in the episode, we don't want to just get you to the altar. We want to get you through it (laughs) (laughs) and into marriage and having one successfully. Right. Um, And it seems really obvious. Like when we really break it down, it seems obvious. Like, oh yeah, like help with the dishes or, uh, you know, give me a hug. But like, (laughs) you don't realize that until you really have the conversation with your partner about it, you may not know. Like, yeah. it just may not be explicit to you, right? Because, especially, like, for me, um, before I knew what love languages were, I just assumed that everybody felt the same way I felt, mm-hmm. which was that, like, if you if you love someone, you, you give them a hug. Mm-hmm. Like, that's baseline. Yeah. If I don't hug you, it means I don't like you. Right. Right. Or, or if you don't want to hug from me, that means you don't like me. Yeah, exactly. And that's not and necessarily that's not the all. case. Yeah. yeah. So I found this amazing article written by Amy Bennett. Um, she's a wedding photographer, but she's also like really into like this uh, human psychology uh, in weddings and all that. Um, and she wrote down for each of the five love languages how um, how you can interpret things in your wedding for you, for your guests, for your fiance, uh, and then like just in general on the day. Um, so it's really, really cool stuff. So, uh, the first one that she talks about is words of affirmation. Um, so like, like we said, the, Hey, you're doing a great job. I love you very much. Um, I see that you have done this thing and I'm validating you in that. Um, so for you specifically, uh, it says encourage people to give speeches at the reception. (laughs) (laughs) If that's your love language, you and I are both not huge on that love language and that might be why we don't want speeches <laughs> uh 
Um, I mean, it's gotten up there. Like yeah. the last time we took the test, it was a lot higher. It was and yeah, I definitely that was true. like when we when we show love to our our friends, like it is constant affirmation yeah you know that's interesting too your love languages might be different depending on your dynamics mm-hmm. so your relationship with your child uh your love language might be different than your relationship with your partner versus your relationship with your family versus friends versus coworkers. yeah it could all vary because you are in different situations so you are going to feel successful uh in different ways yeah so I, that's really interesting yeah i think that's pretty funny yeah um, so yeah, give speeches. They also say, talk to people beforehand. Um, and so you can kind of like, maybe even have like a processional line and see everyone so you can have a conversation with them. Um, and then, uh, just like, you know, just communicating with, with your guests will make you feel really good. Yeah. Um, uh, for your fiance, for words of affirmations, it says, write your own vows and then, um, have them framed or have them. Uh, incorporated in your home in some way. Um, And then it's, it actually says specifically read them off a piece of paper and not your phone. There is that separation of intimacy where if it's on the phone, it feels like this is just another thing. It's just a note that I typed out, right. you know, or even while I was on the toilet. Yeah. Or even like, I see you staring at your phone a lot. This is not like a super intimate. It is actually kind of a removal. Yeah. Um, but when it's We're like, also it's unplugged. So. Yeah. Right. But when it's written down on paper, um, it's, it, it is just the act of, I physically took the time to write this out and when I didn't have to, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's just like a big thing for words of affirmation in your wedding and especially because you know i hate handwriting so right he <laughs> 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 max can't read cursive um <laughs> that has nothing to do with <laughs> it just reminded me <laughs> um and then it says for your guests <laughs> um give speeches as the couple at your ceremony and rehearsal dinner um welcome them thank people for coming like really like um, show your appre- express your appreciation. Um, thank your bridal party. Thank your vendors. Like uh, mention people by name uh, and like recognize specific things about them if you have a chance. Um, so <laughs> it even says like I treat it like your Oscar speech. Like everyone's there to see you, uh, but know that they all love you and this is your moment. And so you can if you take that moment to express your gratitude to them that extremely shows uh love when when somebody receives with words of affirmation yeah um and and then just like general compliments like writing thank you notes is a huge one for words of affirmation and just like a um uh so you've received a gift and now you're going to express your gratitude through words of affirmation via a thank you card yeah you know um so I, I just think, and, and that doesn't just go for your wedding day, bridal shower, engagement party, um, all of those, all of those events. Yeah. A thank you card is really nice. The next one they talk about in terms of uh, weddings is quality time. Uh, so for you, um, how you can receive during your wedding, uh, it says quality time at a wedding is difficult to come by because the day goes so fast. Um, and so it's important to understand how many people you can handle coming. Um, so really like controlling your guest list and, uh, 
optimizing intimacy and uh, kind of just like checking in with yourself and saying, if I have a 300 person wedding, am I going to feel valued? Am I going to feel like I've spent time with these people? Or am I actually going to feel a loss of love because I didn't get to have that intimacy with my guests that were there and present? Um, And then it says like, yeah, consider having maybe a wedding weekend so you can have multiple different events or maybe having a smaller wedding. It even says like consider getting married on a Friday and then you can have a party afterwards. (laughs) And then it like condenses just inherently the amount of people that show up and stuff. Um, And then for your fiance, uh, it says if you marry someone whose primary love language is quality time, you should consider a first look. Yeah. Um, and then you have this moment with them that's very intimate. You share with just each other, no one else besides maybe your photographer, but they're usually really good about just capturing the moment. Um, <laughs> I will also say to like, um, the, the article doesn't mention it, but I also think it's a really good idea to set aside some time in your timeline to just eat with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Even if it's, even if you can only schedule 20 minutes, like ours is 30 minutes where, you and I are just sitting down and we're eating our pizza. We can eat a lot of pizza in 30 minutes. We we can and we have. <laughs> and we'll do it again. <laughs> um, but I think that that's a huge way to be like, you know, my favorite point of the day was when you and I just got to spend quality time together. Um, and, and doing that very deliberately, scheduling that in your timeline, I think is so, so important. Yeah. Um, especially if your love language is quality time like mine is. Um, for a family member or close friend, invite them to the getting ready room or into like a special dance or like, um, basically just allowing them to be there with you present, um, during the planning process and during the, the wedding getting ready process, I think is a really good way to incorporate them in that. Um, and like we said, that's only for people you do feel comfortable with, but it is a good way. Like if I know that um, my mom or your mom values quality time, then extending that olive branch. Like, um, you know, I asked your mom to go with me and my sister and my mom to find my wedding dress. Yeah. And I know that she really appreciated being there and being a part of that. And I knew that because I know that she does, uh, you know, receive love with quality time as well. Yeah. Um, And so it's just like, that was like a good moment, you know, that I know she appreciated. Yeah. So then we move on to receiving gifts. Um, and so for you, um, the gifts that you receive on your wedding day is just like it's going to be really important to you. Um, make sure that your registry is exactly what you want. Make sure that everyone has the information for the registry. And then, like we said, express your gratitude as well. Um, don't just be someone who insists on gifts. Um, just because that's your primary love language doesn't mean that that's how everybody, uh, you know, gives their love yeah uh and some people just can't like and that's just but don't be afraid to ask for things right exactly that's then that's why the registry is golden yeah exactly yeah never know what people are you know that people want to do for you yeah exactly yeah i i set up a little registry on amazon for my class and a lot of my family members um sent things and and got those things for my class and that was so nice um, not only because, wow, they got me this thing for my class and I didn't have to buy it, but also because now I have these things in my classroom and they're all like from my family and my friends. Yeah. And, and one I, of your friends bought like eight things. So yeah. like you never know, <laughs> like 
I mean, when you're creating like a registry for anything, you're like, uh, okay, well, some people will get me one or two of these right. things. But, you know, this person went out of their way and got like eight different things. And it's like, you don't really know yeah. how giving people really are unless you do that, unless you, you know, ask for stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the same thing goes for your fiance. Um, just giving a, a little token of uh, your love on the day or right before. Or um, I would say even like going as far as to maybe figuring out how to fit something that your partner you might really want in your wedding day into the budget. So it's like yeah. maybe we had said, oh, we couldn't like afford – a photo booth but it was something that just like we fell in love with this vendor and we really like this thing and it's like you know what we deserve this and this is our day and let's go ahead and and get that you know yeah. you talk about wanting a claw machine at your wedding uh-huh. and figuring out how to get your spouse a claw machine mm-hmm. yes uh, that's just an example i don't know it's just, just came a off crazy random yeah. example it's not like i have a claw machine um <laughs> um but yeah so i i would say that even things like that the priorities that you have within your wedding um if there are certain gifts or certain gestures that you know that you you or your partner would really value uh in terms of vendors or in terms of activities during the day making a conscious decision to invest in those and to participate in those, I think is a big step. Uh, and then for guests, if you either give or receive love with gifts, um, favors, like that's yeah. just that. Um, I am because my love language is so much <laughs> gifts that even though I am anti favor, I'm finding that I still have favors in other ways like just in clever ways right whereas like i'm doing concession stands so i'm like oh well it's not really favors but it's like okay but you're giving them all popcorn and and person like personalized Personalized. coke bottles (laughs) and like (laughs) and then i'm like oh well it's just a claw machine i want a claw machine it's like yeah but you're gonna fill it with all like wedding like stuffed animals and yeah. like ridiculous thing so it's like i i'm still finding ways to give gifts but it's, i'm not giving them favors because i'm making them work i'm for making it. them work for it and you know what they're gonna have to use their own ass money for it too <laughs> so uh, uh <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard what is um, the next one um so uh, acts of service in your wedding day this is one of the biggest ones i think i think that showing your partner uh love via acts of service on during your wedding planning process and on the day is going to be one of the biggest things that helps them right unless they absolutely do not receive love in that way yeah but um it says for you be a master delegator the way that you can love yourself during the wedding planning process if you show your love through acts of service is to delegate your responsibilities Give your loved ones tasks before your wedding and on the day so you can focus on the things that feel good to you and that you can feel secure about uh, so that you feel you're most confident and you're most loved. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it's important to recognize your bridal party in these tasks. And that will show your bridal party love, too, because you are delegating to them, showing that you trust them. Yeah. So then they can take on those acts of service with pride and the knowledge that you are participating not only in self-love, but that you are showing them love by saying, Hey, I trust you with this, Mm -hmm. you know? And then they can carry that out knowing that, and they can show you love in that way 
uh, by by doing that for you. Yeah. I know because there's a lot of times where in any other circumstance you'd be like, well, I'm asking my friend to do something and then they're, they're probably just going to like not like me anymore because I'm, I keep giving them jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and, and I can't logic that away from you. Yeah. But in, on this instance, on your wedding day, it's like an honor. Like if I'm, if I'm asked to help out with a wedding, I feel honored. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, okay. I you, agree. Like, this is a your big day this is a a huge deal and you want me to be a part of that and making that come together i think that's uh, like of course you know i i feel i feel honored and so i know you and i both have a hard time asking for help but Mm -hmm. especially for the wedding people people want to do it and it's it's necessary honestly yeah and uh, we talked about that in our delegating episode there's absolutely (laughs) no way i'm not doing it now and then when i'm talking about putting myself out there wow it's incredible um for your fiance to show your love through acts of service if you know that they're stressed about try taking that stressor away from them yeah um cleaning up their hotel room the morning of or getting someone to do that right um if you can a lot of times it's going to be easier if you allow yourself to spend a little bit of money on this or, you know, um, maybe decide, Oh, I don't want you to be driving back and forth all day. Let's get a hotel room or, you know, um, Oh, you shouldn't have to worry about that. Let's, let's let one of your groomsmen handle it or let's let one of your bridesmaids. Um, so basically just the same thing and reminding them of, um, of what they need to delegate and what they can even delegate to you. And I would say it's not just physical responsibilities, but emotional responsibilities or emotional like weights. And it's like, Hey, uh, I know you're worried about this thing. Do you want to talk through it? You know, do you want to, um, do you want to be distracted by this? Like, is there any way that I can make you feel less stressed about this even emotionally, you know? Um, I think that that's a big thing. And then there's actually um, showing uh, for your guests. Um, it says that after your wedding, you will have more time uh, that you can use to volunteer and give back. And then you can do this uh, with or on their behalf or if someone you know appreciates acts of service. So if you're like, hey, you know, we're going to do the money dance, but the money goes to like a charity or please, you know. Um, all of the extra food is going to go to a homeless shelter or like, you know, yeah. um, just showing that you appreciate acts of service and you can do it in other ways or even saying like to your wedding party, Hey, I just went through this. If you're going through it and you need any help, you let me know. Yeah. You know, I am, I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to share resources with you. I'm happy to share knowledge. Um, all of those things. Yeah. And even just like recognizing um, as it says right here, recognize the acts of service that people have done for you in order to make your wedding day special. Yeah. So even just as simple as, you know, um, showing them gratitude, giving them a shout out, you yeah, know, that absolutely. comes in words of affirmation, but it also applies here, you know, in active services, mm-hmm. you know, granting them, you know, the spotlight for what they have contributed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very it, it's extremely common. People are like, I uh, want to thank, you know. Yeah. And it goes a long way. the bride way. and groom, you know, for yeah. putting all this together, you know. It goes it, a long way. Yeah. Okay. Um, then, then the last one for uh, incorporating in your wedding physical touch. Um, it's So it says for you and your spouse specifically, 
um, after your ceremony, hold hands with them, even when you talk to people. Because like I, I've heard a lot of couples be like, I barely saw my spouse that night. Oh, no, you and I are going to be at the hip. Yeah, that's why I, I we and we had talked about that like oh, we need to be together. Like incorporating a sweetheart table is one of the best ways to do this too because then um, even when you're eating, even if you're approached by people, you are not surrounded by your wedding party and you are sitting next to each other and I historically hate same booth couples. <laughs> However, in this instance, sweetheart tables are, are very nice because then you can like, you know, hold hands under the table, you can touch their leg, you, you, know, you know, just show physical touch. You can kiss really easily, all that. I have an idea for a unity ceremony. Okay. Somebody will sew my pant leg to your dress. <laughs> and that way. Uh, like live? Yeah. Like at the yeah. ceremony. Yeah. And the be, sewing will happen. The sewing will happen. And that way the rest of the of the day we're doing a three-legged race, you know, uh, <laughs> around. And we will not be separated. Can you imagine if we just like potato sacked it and did a three-legged race during our ceremony? Like down the aisle? And back. Those those are two different things. No, the, what? The the sack race sack and the three legged race are two different races. You put you each put a foot in the sack and no. then you. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You t- no, you tie my right foot to your left foot. Oh, that's chaotic. And that's a three legged race. I don't think I've ever participated in three legged race. There's sack races then. where. Yeah, you're in a sack. Individually, you're in a like. I thought the three legged race was you're both in the sack. No. Oh, that was yeah. <laughs> no, those are two separate <laughs> events. Well, I'm sorry, this, I didn't watch the Olympics this year. Yeah, but you watched <laughs> the Grinch who stole Christmas, and you saw yes, the but sack. I race saw. In the, that. I know what sack races are. I just thought it also applied to three legged races. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. Well, don't talk to me about my lack of knowledge of sacks. I was applying my knowledge of sacks to this one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come for me for my Grinch who stole Christmas knowledge. I have much, Mm -hmm. much knowledge. Reference it then. (laughs) I'm not going to do my Grinch voice on air because you know it's a work in progress. (laughs) Also, he did not do a three-legged race. You are referencing it wrong. It was a sack race. That's w- what I said. Well, you were the one who brought up Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I didn't. So. Yes, because I'm trying to reference the sack. Yeah, but anyway. you're like, reference it then. And it's like, well, I wasn't the one who made the wrong reference. Uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, love each other. <laughs> Physical touch. Physical touch. Um, so it's. A <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a, basically it says being physically together makes you feel mentally together. And the reverse works, too. So look at each other. Feel the connection. Uh, and that will physically like the, the physical touch will come naturally when you, when you mentally connect. Yeah. Um, and then it, it says, if you're afraid it won't happen naturally, there's nothing wrong with practicing, <laughs> this, practicing this, touching, touching each, each other, other before the before wedding. The, <laughs> this is, sounds dumb, but, um, it, it says people are expecting you to kiss and touch on your wedding day. So get the awkwardness out of the way. Max and I practice our first kiss and I've never, I've never been able to get through it ever. It's so, I've never been able to get so through it. It's so easy. It's I, so easy it's to just never love happened. me. It's, I, I love right. you so much. To and kiss me. We can kiss and you're like, okay. But then we stand back and we hold hands and you're like, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss. And we go to kiss, and every single time without fail, I laugh or I go, or I just like, I physically recoil. You, you grin to like in excess. 
It's I can't. You're gonna kiss my teeth I'm on the day. I'm gonna kiss your teeth because I feel so awkward and I'm also so excited. Yeah. And it's like I feel so <laughs> like so, we, you guys. We actively practice in our kitchen like a yes, lot. Like, like a lot. And I'm and it, I. It's the opposite of how it sounds. It sounds like oh yeah, we're just making out of it. No, no, we cannot successfully kiss. <laughs> It's it's becoming uh, a bit of a problem. No, it's not a problem. It's just it's it's something <laughs> I'm working through. Uh, but yeah, I I definitely recommend practicing because I, I, the the whole concept it gives me anxiety. Um, and then for your guests, it says maybe you're not much of a hugger, but if you have loved ones who are, <laughs> your wedding day is an important try time to try and get past your hugging reservations. <laughs> um, I think for me, I. I'm going to be wearing something too nice to want to hug everyone. <laughs> Is that shitty of me? Like, does that sound bad? No, I get it. I, I mean, you don't have you don't have to make excuses for anything. You don't have to yeah. hug anybody. Like, I will hug. still hug people, but it's like I. Sometimes, like the hugs are so long, and I don't like the long <laughs> hugs. And then, like, I don't like when I'm hugged for a long time and then the person will sway me back and forth if I'm also not participating in the swaying. You know what I mean? I don't like to be swayed. I I just I don't. You you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? You like when I sway. I do because that's a that's a mutual sway. Oh, okay. That's a two party sway. I got really sad for a second and I felt like. No, because I came home all late. I was like at, at the class so late. And you were like, she's home. And you like wiggled me, right? But we were both wiggling. Oh, okay. But like when somebody just like basically like locks me in an embrace and then they start <laughs> to like move me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, please stop moving me. I just, oh, that drives me nuts. Um, don't hug the bride. She'll <gasps> have your hide. <laughs> Is that something you made up? Yeah. That was good. Thank you. Uh, copyright that right now. Got TM, it. TM, Maxwell Duncan. Uh, and then, yeah, um, I think one of the biggest ways that you can show physical touch to your guests is to incorporate like a money dance or a processional line in some yeah. way, just so that you are able to connect with uh, each guest at one moment in time. Um, and so then, you you know, you just you're able to like physically express and be like, hey, now uh, with COVID flaring up again. And I just have to say again. I'm glad we postponed. Yeah. Because without getting too much into it, th- things are still very up in the air. Like I said, we're going back to school in person, but we are having to wear masks, even though, you know, a majority of us are vaccinated. Um, because not everyone is vaccinated. And that's yeah. just. Hopefully, we won't have to have another COVID update episode, but you never know. Uh, anyway. For all of our international listeners who are living in countries that are doing incredibly well. Congratulations. And you, I appreciate you, you know, the most ridiculous thing about this is that the United States has one of the biggest uh, like supplies of the vaccine. And yet other countries are doing a better job of distributing it because other countries are not having the hangups that stupid ass. OK, I'm done. I'm done because it's going to get to be a whole other thing. You know how I feel about it. And it, I swear to God, like. If, if there are people that we know that are not vaccinated and we have to postpone our wedding again, 
I'm just not talking to them anymore. Yeah. Like I cannot even express to you the selfishness and the ignorance at that point. I'm sorry. Like I'm not, and and that's the thing. I'm not even going to say I'm not trying to get political because it's not political. It's It's a public health thing. And it is just, it's just like a common sense thing at this point. It makes me so upset. It frustrates me and it makes me feel unsafe around people. And I just, I don't want to feel that way. And if I, if I can't hug people at my wedding when I don't even like to hug people, then there's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hug people at my wedding and I don't even like hugs. So that should tell you about the state of my emotional health. Get your, uh, anyway, anyway, do you want to find out what our love languages are? I would love to. So, um, what you want to do is, so we've talked a lot about, Oh my gosh, Aaron and Max. Okay. I get it. Five love languages. How do I figure out what I am? Because it's really hard to search the depths of you and be like, huh, how do I love uh, and receive love and give it? Fortunately, well, yes. there's a quiz. There is a quiz. And this was created by Dr. Gary Chapman, who developed the five love language concept. Um, and it is the five love languages.com. So go five, number five, love languages.com. And uh, there's all about learning. There's resources. You can buy his mm-hmm. books. And there's multiple books, not just with your partner, but like we said, love languages with self love languages with children yeah um i believe they have a podcast as well um they have like a whole like newsletter media all of that good stuff uh, but there is a quiz uh the love languages quiz there's also apology language quiz and anger assessment quiz uh i would love to take all three with you however yeah. we will focus on the love language quiz today the first question in the love language quiz is how do you describe yourself there's I'm an adult, I'm a teenager, and I am taking the quiz for my child. Interesting. So there are already, like, it's it's taking into account the different, like, because obviously w- how you feel as a teenager is incredibly, yeah. you know, dependent on right. like, how you grew up. But as an adult, you know, you develop different relationships to different people. Yeah. You move out, you know, you discover more of who you are. So those two uh, results would probably be extremely different. Yeah. And uh, I like that it is not exclusive in um, how uh, in their testing. I like that the five love languages doesn't just talk about people in romantic relationships or people in heterosexual yeah. cis relationships or anything like that. It, it just really talks person to person. Yeah. It is just really, yeah. A, a human connection. How, and even just a human connection within self, like we said. Um, and, and so I like that it is very inclusive in that way. Um, the second question is how do you describe yourself? And the two options are I'm single or I'm in a relationship. So we're going to click uh, single, obviously I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so then there are lots of questions. So um, we won't go into every single question because I have a feeling that it's going to get kind of tedious, take, yeah. um, but we will give you some examples of some of the questions. So like this first one for me, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it says it's more meaningful to me when, and then there are two options. I receive a loving note, text, email for no special reason from my loved one or my partner and I hug. And then you choose from the two. Yeah. Uh, so you would choose. And then um, this next one, it's more meaningful to me when I can spend alone time with my partner, just the two of us, or my partner does something practical to help me out. Now, while you might like both of these, the goal is to pick the one that you would find more meaningful yeah right not to discredit this other one because the other one might be just as meaningful uh, but you really have to it sometimes it is like pulling teeth you have to decide well man like what would i really rather like yeah. you know um are you having the same questions as me 
Yes. What is the next one? So the next one is, it's more meaningful to me when my partner gives me a little gift as a token of our love for each other, or I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. And then again, it's just, it's more meaningful to me when my partner unexpectedly does something for me, like filling my car up with gas or doing the laundry or my partner and I touch. Yeah. <laughs> very very vague very broad <laughs> but i mean but that's yeah what. and so you just go back and forth and you answer the questions okay um, so we just finished um it wasn't very long it really i would say it's like what 25 30 questions yeah yeah it's, uh, it's really not bad it's like four minutes yeah it's very it's very direct um some of the questions feel like they're asking the same thing over and over but what it's doing is it's um asking so like let's say it asks you a question and one is positive or one is words of affirmation one is physical touch and you pick the physical touch one well now they're going to compare the physical touch one to the quality time one to see which one you pick if you yeah. pick it again you know it's pitting different ones yeah. against each other to figure out which is the most important yeah so it may feel like you're answering somewhat of the same questions but um it is for a purpose and the results are really fascinating so yeah do you so want to give your results I actually I, I'm curious, what is the least important to you and uh, what percentage is it at? So my least uh, love language is words of affirmation with 7%. Really? Uh-huh. I have one even lower. Really? Acts of service. Wow. 3%. Oh, my gosh. I, and I think the reason why is because while I was doing this test, I was thinking about it, and whenever it – pit acts of service up against something else Mm -hmm. it usually phrased it in a way where you are doing more than your normal share Mm -hmm. right duh like that's that's like kind of what that is but i hate that i hate when you (laughs) are doing more Mm -hmm. because you already do so much Mm -hmm. and it actually makes me feel worse when you do more yeah so that's what that's very interesting to me and i knew that that was gonna even before i got the results i was thinking about that i know that words of affirmation is my lowest because i tend to not believe people's words yeah right. (laughs) and so i'm like oh well like i mean i i'm my brain so easily dismisses words of affirmation yeah and so it's just very low on my love language uh in terms of receiving because i cannot verify if they are genuine until they are backed up with action um, because of the way my brain works. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, that's what is interesting about this, too, is um, this is all in how you receive. Mm-hmm. All, all of these, the, the, this quiz is showing you how it is you best receive love. Because I can uh, complete acts of service for people all mm-hmm. day, every day. No problem. And it's, it's it, it, it like... I enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, and while my main expression of love, if I want to show you that I love you, it was I will come hold your hand or I will, you know, come rub your back or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that is my expression of love right. to you. But I have no problem doing uh, things for you, like acts of service, getting stuff done for you, you mm-hmm. know, doing chores and stuff. Yeah. Um, just when it comes to receiving it, I feel like I am being a burden for not getting it done like already. You know Aww. what I mean? Yeah. It's very interesting. That, well, and that makes a lot of sense too. You yeah. Know? Um, What's next on yours? So the uh, coming in at number four is receiving gifts. 
I'm also receiving gifts. I'm at 10%. Okay. I was at 13%. Okay. So I do enjoy a gift, um, but I enjoy giving way more than I enjoy receiving. I yeah. will always take quality time or um, anything else over that. I am uh, notoriously terrible at giving gifts. Um, that's not true. You've been I, doing I've, really well the past couple of years. Well, that's what I'm saying <laughs> is that I've been getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that like, um, like I can get a gift from someone and not feel like loved by them, I guess. I guess. Yeah. You know, cause it, that's not what's like most important to me. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. What about number three? Uh, number three is physical touch. Really? Yeah, it's at 20%, which is much higher than it was when I <laughs> first took it. When yeah. I first took it, it was like at 8%. Like yeah. it, words of affirmation was like four and physical touch was like 8%. Yeah. So that's mine, a big jump. Mine is words of affirmation at 23%. Okay. Which is weird because when I first took the test, it was like physical touch or none. Mm-hmm. Like physical touch was at 90% and the rest was yeah. you know the, the other digits the, yeah <laughs> the other four were the single digits yeah um but now it's it's really interesting it's, i've balanced out i've evened out yeah um number 2 for me and i think so much of it has to do with like just our dynamic right now but is the acts of service with yeah. with 23% for yeah. me so it is really split. Um, acts of service and physical touch are really close for me. Yeah. Because one is the way that I'm just receiving love in this moment and, and have been. And the other is how I know that you primarily receive love. Yeah. Uh, and give love. So what uh, is yours? Number two is quality time. Okay. At 30%. Wow. Okay. That's a lot higher than I, I, mm-hmm. I thought. But I realized that most of our, you know, um, most of what we do is hanging out with each other. Yeah. You know, and I think that because of quarantine, it that, quality that's time valid. has increased. That's so valid. You know? It's and and that's that's part of what's kind of cool about this and that's why we've taken it several times because it changes. Mm-hmm. Um our dynamic changed when we moved in together. Yeah. You know, acts of so, service became very high once we moved in. Yeah. Uh at, you know, yeah, I started to kind of middle out with things. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. wasn't so extreme on 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 just one means of communication. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, quarantine, same thing. Quarantine kind of threw a different dynamic at us, and so our language kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And so now I I uh, not only appreciate but uh, um, enjoy and crave quality time. Yeah. More than I do other things. That's why you ran downstairs when I came home going, she's home, yeah. she's home. <laughs> exactly. And uh, then obviously that leaves mm-hmm. physical touch as my number one. Yeah. And, and m- mine is quality time. Yeah. yeah. Um, physical touch for me is 33%. Quality time is 37 for me. Yeah. yeah. So we're pretty evenly, like, you know, across the board, we're, we're, we're we've got a good percentage going yeah because like from the i've got a 30 percent difference from words of affirmation to quality time so that's not like wildly drastic we really do it has become somewhat even yeah it's it's middled out a little yeah. bit which i think is really interesting and what's cool is we took this test when we first started yeah. dating <laughs> and then we took it again um you know, a couple years later and, and then taking it again now. 
Uh, and just being able to observe it now that we have the language and some of the understanding of love languages and um, it's talked about, you know, in therapy, like we do encourage couples therapy and um, premarital counseling and postmarital counseling and counseling in general, um, <laughs> just because it is so great in learning how to communicate, learning how to love each other and recognize those love languages. Like you said, you were talking to your therapist about um, how to, you know, sh- how, how to like de-stress me and how yeah. to um, participate in acts of service. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's it just makes everything, it just makes everything just a tiny bit easier. And I think it's awesome. Yeah, because now you... you you're having the same conversation mm-hmm. you yeah. know it's it's not it's not so much trying to figure i mean i'm never going to be able to read your mind there's right. always you shouldn't yeah <laughs> there's always you know something that i'm going to need to figure out with yeah. you you know i'm never going to know exactly how you're feeling but i know a little bit more about you a little bit more yeah. about how you operate as mm-hmm. a person and so that's only going to enhance uh, our ability to communicate, yeah, our our ability to love each other, it's just gonna make our relationship a little bit stronger. Yeah, what I think about love languages, which is also what I think about just in in terms of when you seek categorization for people in general, <laughs> even when you are not on the same page with the person, you can recognize what page they are on. Yes, and I think that is huge, monumental in. Uh, finding common ground and and being able to successfully communicate and I think that that's one of the reasons that I value love languages so much like I said and um, one of the reasons that I definitely encourage everyone even if you are you know brand new in your relationship or if you've been in your relationship for 30 plus years um, I encourage you like I would love to see my grandparents take this quiz (laughs) and see how you know and then recollect on when they first got together and what their relationship looked like and what their results are now and how maybe their love languages have evolved. And, and, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it is, um, an amazing concept and, and everyone should at least, uh, consider what your communication of love might be. My dad is listening. Dad, take the quiz. <laughs> Let me know how to love you. <laughs> <laughs> That, we want to talk about well, Lifetime movie. It's right. That's <laughs> that right there. Well, no, because I was because like I said earlier, uh, like half my family is mm-hmm. all physical touch, and the other half is no physical touch. Yeah. And my dad and my brother Sam are both like, "Don't touch me." Yeah. I mean, so. I, yeah. That's why we get along. Yeah. So yeah. So dad, take the quiz. I know physical touch is not going to be high on there, but let me know what is. <laughs> Send me a screenshot of your results. I don't know. So I that- feel like I've successfully given him some gifts that have made him giggle pretty hard. <laughs> so I think I think I've unlocked that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's hitch your ditch. Hitching and ditching. You guys know what it is. Yeah. So what are you hitching? Uh, so I, I did bring a hitch today. Yes. Uh, I have been bringing ditches, but I did bring a hitch. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go ahead and hitch, uh, something that I just, mm, I'm going to spend too much money on cause I really like it. <laughs> it is absolutely a trend right now, but I just, I love the look of it. 
I'm sure that in 20 years, people are going to be like, that was Chuggy or that was so, you know, 2020. In 20 years, nobody's going to be saying Chuggy. I know, right? They're going to be like, oh, that was so. (laughs) In seven months, nobody's going to be saying Chuggy. I know. Um, Actually, even now, I just saw a TikTok that was like, stop saying things are Chuggy. Let people live their lives. Like, it's over. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) Like, um, I also told my, uh, I, I told my department today, I was like, you guys, I bought american eagle curvy mom jeans so that kids wouldn't make fun of me for skinny jeans (laughs) and i wore them today and they were like well they're cute um so anyway uh i am hitching neon signs at weddings i love the look of a neon sign the like uh, the first time i saw neon sign as decor as something other than like outside of a restaurant right or a tattoo parlor was in uh, the new adaption of Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Uh, and they had a um, they had a song that Lady Gaga first sang when, like, Bradley Cooper and her, like, met. Right. And it's uh, La Vie en Rose. And then in their house, they had a neon sign of La Vie en Rose in their house. And yeah. I loved it like i saw that in the movie it was not like a huge plot point or anything it was just there and i was like oh and then i saw it became a trend in weddings i don't think those two correlated that's just like how i noticed (laughs) them um but i have fallen in love with the look i love that you add it to any backdrop and it's just like it becomes so beautiful. You can literally get you can literally get a neon sign of anything. Yeah. Anything. Um, neon artisans, I am gonna plug them because I think that they're amazing. On Etsy, neon artisans. Um, they have great pricing and um they do amazing work. Um because I know we were thinking about getting uh, a yes. neon sign that yes. says the Mets Duncans for mm-hmm. above our sweetheart table. Yeah. Um uh and that was in the initial budget and I don't yeah. I think we took it out. We took it out because I was sad. But, but I'm I'm not so secretly now um, <laughs> trying to find a way to sneak yeah, that back in there. I know. Um, me too. I've been uh, thinking about it for months. Yeah, yeah. I really love I neon do too. signs. I, I, I just want, I want to have it. I want to have it too. And then and it's like this, depending on what you get. Like, and that's why I do think that if you're gonna get a neon sign, get something that you would be happy putting in your house yeah. or putting like on your patio or, you know, just yeah. like something the like having the Mets Duncans. Yeah. No apostrophe. So, Perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> um, <Call> back. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Or even like, even a saying, you know, like um, I was considering uh, the neon sign also saying, don't worry, baby. Aww. Cause that's our, <laughs> that's our song. I love that. I know. <laughs> There's one already in our venue. Uh, it says today was a great day. I and love I it. I really love that sign. It's such a look. It, it is just, it's just cool. I feel like having a neon sign in not just your wedding, just in your house or just, <laughs> just having one. I feel like it is the equivalent of like what, high school kids in the eighties probably felt like smoking cigarettes. Like they probably just, I feel so cool. Like that was, a, yeah. Hi. Oh, what a beautiful Christmas display. Wow. We've had so much Grinch lately that we've referenced. We love Christine Baranski. She, she is a queen. Oh my God. So yes, neon so yes, signs. Love I, I love them. I support them. I know it's a trend and some people are like, Meh, and they hate all things that most people love, but I, I love them <laughs> and I'm going to hit it. And I'm, I want, I want one. Beautiful. 
So I'm hitching as well. <gasps> Yay, positive. Positive today. I'm hitching. Look into my eye. Right now? You, or are you hitching looking no, into no, your eyes? No, no, Oh. N- look into my eyes. That was a directive. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's a directive. Okay, go. Look at me. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I, I had to say it again so the audience knows that okay. that's what you're doing. But, you, but you're reading, so you're not looking at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hitching, sneaking away to enjoy little moments together. Just you and me. At our wedding? At our wedding. Okay, yeah. Like... There will be moments where, <laughs> like, look over there, and then <laughs> we'll like run away to go get popcorn while everybody else is like yes. outside eating pizza, you know. Yes. And we'll just like, I'll just throw popcorn at you. Have like, a mo. Yeah. yeah. And just have a moment together, you know. And we'll we'll snack and we'll talk and we'll you know just like escape a little bit. You have such a whimsical tone right now. I just, cause I, You're so I excited because I think it's so. I I I just want to like. Uh, I want to be mischievous. You, you. <laughs> Do like, not say I want to be mischievous at our wedding. No, that's I just wanna, not good. No, I just, I, I want to like, you know, just, I, I don't know. Run, run, yeah. run away from uh, all the spotlight for a minute and I, just enjoy a moment. I know exactly what you're talking about with the, with the whole whimsy because I have this in my brain and it, it can't work because, um, because we're going to have to stay and clean. <laughs> but I have this beautiful concept in my head where if we did get to leave at like 10 o'clock, right? Yeah. We would go in our full attire to City Walk. That's like 10 minutes away from our venue. And we walk all around City Walk with all the lights and stuff. And we go and get chili cheese fries. Yeah. And that's just like this whimsical moment where it's like, ha 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 ha. Like it just in my head is like a, like a damn movie. And so I understand what you're saying about like that, those whimsical moments. Even if it's just like we we sneak off into the hallway and have a little slow dance where no one's watching, you know, and just like, yeah, so it's not performative. Yeah, it's exactly. That's the whole point is like just getting away and mm-hmm. having a moment in our own little bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hitch that. That sounds real fun. Let's do that. I challenge you to hitch it uh during other parties as well. Oh, yeah. Because we um we've had that conversation where we will host a party or something and you disappear and I'm like, uh yeah. My partner is gone. And no, so that won't happen at our wedding. N- I understand. But what I'm saying is it needs to not happen in other places. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> Cause then you leave me alone and then people talk to me and then I don't have a good time. Oh my God. You were like, uh, I, I, I hope my friends come and, and, you know, spend time and celebrate me. And then yeah, they did. <laughs> and you got to, you got to yeah, spend. Yeah, but you're my friend too. <laughs> but you see me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I know. I, and I get it. And I think that... You're going back on what you're saying. Spend time with me. Sneak <laughs> off in moments. I'm, I'm, okay. <laughs> Don't ditch what you just hitched. I'm you not, bitch. I'm not, di- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ditching what I'm hitching. Oh, God. Uh, <sighs> anyway. Well, thank you so much. Uh, for <laughs> 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 so I... Okay. I have to expose myself on the pod. Cause it's really late and I've just, I've had a, a, a whole time this weekend. I, this episode was not super organized because I, uh, did not, um, organize it well. I did it 
during uh in my class during one of my meetings i was like oh god me and max had to like record when we get home and and uh i haven't done anything and um that would have been fine except that um it's really hard to type on my laptop right now because i spilled juice on it <laughs> I, I spilled <laughs> all over my laptop and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Like initially it was working. It was fine. My friend Thomas was there. We were working on uh, monologues and like collecting a bunch of stuff for my kids. And I'm, I'm, I spilled it and I cleaned it and I thought it was fine. And then I opened it back up probably like two days later. I opened my laptop back up and it was like 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 i was trying to separate uh, like a crusty sandwich or something <laughs> it was just like <laughs> all of the keys were sticking all of, all and now of the space bar sticks now it's just absolutely it takes me i'm a fast typer uh and it it, it is taking me a long long time to type on my computer right now because my everything is sticking and um so our outro is a recycled one yeah our outro so i'm exposing myself because i started to read our outro but it was the one from last week when ron was here so i was about to be like thank you ron (laughs) 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 so um (laughs) (laughs) thank uh yeah so um i might i uh, hope that brought a smile to your day yeah because it definitely is making me frown um (laughs) So support our anchor page and become a monthly supporter. So maybe uh, in the distant future, I could buy a new laptop and keep (laughs) juice far away from it. Um. Uh, Check us out on social media at something blue podcast. Give us a five star review. Support us wherever we are. Yeah. Which is, I mean, give me money so I can replace my laptop, please. Yeah. God, uh, Please, it's not your responsibility. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Something Blue, wedding planning with a 21st century bride and groom. I'm the bride. And I'm the groom. <laughs> with 413 days to go, happy planning. <laughs> I am going to lose my mind. Oh, my God, what's that face? <laughs>